0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On BYU. Your daily BYU Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome on in. I'm Jay Catch, host of Locked On BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your BYU insider here on the network, covering the Cougars for nearly a decade at this point in my career, working for the Zone Sports Network, among other outlets. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast. Welcome on in if you're new to the podcast. Hopefully you like what you hear and you're willing to share with your friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind on the various podcatchers you're finding this on. It helps get the word out that way as well. in word of mouth, in my opinion, is the best way you can do it. So if you share with a family friend or a family member, a fellow BYU fan who is looking for BYU news, That's our goal here is to give you everything you need to know about the BYU Cougars. So like I said, my name is Jay Catch. We're covering the Cougars today. BYU kicks off tomorrow night at 815 Mountain Time when they take on the University of California at Berkeley. The Golden Bears coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Should be a raucous atmosphere at LES tomorrow night. I'm expecting a pretty full crowd. I think the win over Arizona has given new life to BYU fans after that 4-9 debacle a year ago. There's This is a new team. There's a new sense about this team and how they're playing, and I think BYU fans can sense that. So we're going to talk a little about that here in the first segment. We'll also get to some of the injuries going into the game that I am aware of this week, as, maybe t- as well as maybe talk about some of the betting lines and how that may... Uh, project how the game is going to play out tomorrow night. Uh, Also coming up on the podcast, second segment, a guy that I am very familiar with, a good friend of mine that I work with at the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Most of you are also familiar with his work. He is Patrick Kinahan, goes by PK, longtime host of the DJ and PK show, and also a longtime sports writer for the Salt Lake Tribune covering BYU. He had a conversation with BYU wide receiver Neil Pau earlier this week that I thought was extremely insightful about this new offense for BYU and why it's working so well for the Cougars currently. So we'll get to that in the second segment. And in the final segment, some of my final thoughts as we get ready for kickoff in game two, of game two of the season for BYU as well as my score prediction. So there you go. That's kind of the layout of the show. So let's dive on in here. Of course, like I said, BYU and Cal kicking things off tomorrow night at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. I saw that the official kick is set for 8.20 with a potential slide to 8.25. Of course, this is ESPN we're dealing with, and they play by their own rules when it comes to their kickoff times. So don't be surprised if this game kicks off maybe a little closer to 830 after all is said and done. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. I think Cal comes in with some motivation to show that their win over North North Carolina wasn't a fluke. And I don't really think it was a fluke, but they have questions of their quarterback position. Their head coach, Justin Wilcox, saying earlier this week that he does not plan to name a starter up until game time. If you were to ask me, I still expect expect Ross Bowers to get the start for Cal tomorrow, but we'll see. There are three quarterbacks played in that game, Brandon McIlwain and Chase Garbers, the other two guys that saw time. More running options than what Garbers is. Garbers is more of your traditional stand-in-the-pocket- and-sling-the-ball-all-over-the-field type of quarterback, and the other two guys more of dual threat. We'll see if it's a contrast in styles of what Cal wants to run. I don't know exactly what to expect when it comes to these new two new quarterbacks because we didn't see a lot of throwing from them in the North Carolina game and nobody really got a lot of run. When you're rotating three quarterbacks, it's hard to get anybody into a rhythm. So tomorrow night should be interesting on that front. What we do know about Cal is they feature a fantastic running game and a star running back in Patrick Laird. Of course, his story is well chronicled. A walk-on a year ago goes for over 1,100 yards last year, eight touchdowns. He started out the year last week with 29 carries for 95 yards, had a touchdown on the ground, and also added a receiving touchdown in that win. So I'm expecting this game to be a physical game that's won in the trenches. That sound familiar. It should because that's what Arizona was a week ago for BYU. BYU counters with a with a steady running attack in their own right. Ran for 183 yards a year ago, and we'll see how it how, how they ultimately decide to attack Cal. But I am expecting a similar type of attack when it comes to just lining it up and running it down Cal's throat, if at all possible. It shortens the game. It's a ball control offense. You control the clock. I think it's, it's something that's going to work out fine. Uh, if you're interested in such things, the line currently BYU is favored by three points at most Vegas sports books. They opened up as a 2.5 home favorite. Uh, normally when you when all things are even, they give the home team three points. So That's what it's currently sitting at, but it did open up that 2.5 favorite. That means moving it to three points, a lot of money came in on BYU. The other interesting note is the over-under in terms of total points is currently at 46.5 points after originally opening at 48. That means people are betting the under and Vegas sportsbooks have dropped their numbers because they think that this game may be a little lower scoring than than other people think. I tend to think it's going to be a little bit higher. If you look at that, um, good friends over at vanquishthefoe.com kind of Tallied this up. If you combine those two numbers, Brett Hein wrote this article. Says that if you tally those two numbers up, the Vegas combo has BYU winning this game 25 to 22, roughly. I think that's an interesting number. I think that's kind of where most people would peg this game. It's going to be a tight game. Not necessarily the highest. Not necessarily the highest scoring game. But I still think there's going to be plenty to discuss there. When it comes to how it shakes out, like I said, we'll get to my my score prediction at the end of this show. A couple of the notes before we take our first time out here. I want, mentioned I would talk to you about some of the guys that are expected to play or not play. Um, let's run down the injury report as far as I'm aware. Bo Tanner is expected to be back this week. Kalani Satake saying he got an injury last week that precluded him from playing against Arizona. But he's expected to be 100%. So that would help the cornerback group. Uh, Two guys that are most definitely out. Kavika Fanua likely out. He has been slow to return from an ankle injury suffered in spring ball. I saw him while waiting for media availability earlier this week. He was in the halls of the student athlete building at BYU in street clothes. So I don't think he's going to play. Kuje Tapasowa, the fullback who has been out since fall camp. I saw a picture of him, had a big brace on his knee after undergoing knee surgery. He is out for the season, I would expect. So we'll expect to see him back next year, potentially. And then one other note, Travion Green, as we already reported, previously out with an ACL. A lot of people had questions about Bo Hodge. I saw him earlier this week. If you if you listened to the podcast yesterday, I can't answer this question. Hodge playing running back now. He was wearing sleeves on his calves earlier this week. They're the type of sleeves, if anybody's ever been a runner, and I've dealt with this myself, I've worn these sleeves before. They're for shin splints. They're meant to relieve the pain of shin splints when you're running, etc. He was wearing those type of sleeves. I know that they're not necessarily always just for shin splints, they can be for calf injuries, et cetera, but Bo Hodge is wearing those earlier in the week, but all, all indications are that Hodge is expected to be healthy and ready to go, um, but that would explain why he's been a little bit slowed up if he has had those shin splints because if anybody's run, like I said, and had shin splints, you can testify to how painful they are and how badly they can slow you down. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the games, the betting line and the contrast in styles or maybe not the lack of contrast in these styles of these two teams. I think they're both going to do battle trying to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball. And Cal being the road team, of course you want to shorten the game, keep the crowd out of it as much as possible, but BYU is going to counter with their own ability to do that. I'm expecting BYU is going to have a fantastic crowd on hand and it should be a lot of fun that way. Also in the third segment here, since we're running out of time in this first segment, I don't want to waste I, I, I want I don't want to waste um, this opportunity I know there's a list that was put out by 24/7 sports of the guys expected to visit BYU I don't want to shorten the shorten this too too tightly here on this first segment so we'll talk about those guys in the third segment as well because there's a pretty highly rated list of guys coming to visit BYU so we'll get to that all right we'll take a timeout here we'll come back we'll talk about the BYU offense of course like I mentioned, Patrick Kinahan, one of my co-workers at the Zone Sports Network, caught up with Neil Pau, who had some incredible comments on how this offense is different from a year ago. That's coming up. Real quick, though, it's crunch time for fantasy football, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is delivering for you. Lockdown has a brand new fantasy football show called Lockdown Fantasy Football 24-7. Fantasy Football 24-7 will give you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, the injury expert, gives you the edge. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win your league. Check those guys out. I've been listening to the podcast, and it's already helping me out with my, with my fantasy football team myself. All right, we'll be back on the other side. Nil Pau coming up next. My predictions and visitors to BYU in the third segment. This is Locked On BYU. Guys, sports betting is on the rise, of course, with the Supreme Court decision recently. And I get a lot of questions from people working in sports media about which teams I would pick to win each week. I'll be honest, I don't know who's going to win games, but if you think you know, you should check out my guys at MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I tell people to check out MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. MyBookie has been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to navigate and to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. MyBookie is a fantastic opportunity for anybody that's interested in making money regardless. If you win, they pay. They've got live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and if you're a fantasy guy out there, you can even bet on over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use promo code College to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. That's MyBookie.
0: Locked on BYU, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to Locked on BYU. I am your host, Jake Hatch, your BYU insider here on the Locked on Podcast Network, bringing you BYU football and every other sports coverage every day here on the podcast. So thank you for taking the time to download us. All right. Without further ado, I want to get to this interview. Patrick Kinahan, a good friend of mine, I produce his show in the mornings on 1280 and 97.5 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK in the morning, check us out. We have a lot of fun in the mornings talking all things sports and a lot of BYU talk recently with this Cal game coming up. PK was down at practice earlier this week. He caught up with BYU wide receiver Neil Pauu talked a lot about um, his his impressions of this new offense for BYU and why it was so vastly improved in game one against Arizona versus what we saw a year ago. So without further ado, here's PK with Neil Pau, BYU wide receiver. All right, Neil,
0: let's start with the hard hitting. Who's the better looking Pau on the team?
1: Oh, it's definitely
2: me. I'd have to go with that one. Uh, I'm taller, I have better legs. Uh, I don't know what else it could be. He might have more muscle, but he's shorter. Not as good looking. So, how resentful is
0: he that you are so much taller?
2: Um, growing up, he was—I don't know if he was resentful. He was just kind of mad. He felt like if he had enough, uh, if he was tall enough, he would have been recruited to any college he wanted to, I'm and sure then he, he would have left probably after his sophomore year, where he did really well, just because that's <laughs> all he was. So, I think in that sense. But overall, I think he's worked hard to uh, to get to where he's at today, and. Uh, Arizona, had a good game. With his height that he's at, he was able to see and make plays, so it's just exciting.
0: How about for you and your recruitment? Were you recruited to the level that you thought your skill was?
2: Um, I committed pretty early, um, so my brother, what was it, we're two years apart, so I committed my sophomore year, so it was pretty um, I guess closed off in the sense that my brother just committed here and he was here, and I committed, I'm LDS, so it right. kind of just snowballed in that effect where uh, I talked to a couple coaches and they were just iffy about offering just because that, but God has a plan for each and every one of us. So they
0: figured you were bound for BYU then? I guess, yeah, in a sense. Makes sense. So you've been here for a few years now, and you kind of had a little bit of a breakout season last year. The team didn't do well. Uh Now the team looks to be a lot better, obviously, based off one game. Uh What are some of the differences that you notice in this team versus your prior teams here?
2: Um, I think it just starts with the the offensive staff. Not that last year's offensive staff was bad or anything. I think they have done a great job with – providing energy for us and the amount of uh, energy we need to bring each and every day, but then also the ownership that they make us take responsibility for. Um, whether it's a bad route or if we're not doing what we got to do, they'll just find someone else. So, in a sense, it puts us in that position where we are, right, we got to do what we got to do or else someone else will be able to play over us. Um, and I think from then and then from there, we've just been able just to, uh, I guess, have better connection just amongst the whole offense. I think last year, we're people were thinking too much um this year they just want us to go out and play we've done all the uh, preparation that we needed in the offseason so to go out on saturdays and just perform
0: uh, like we know we can it's pretty cool so expounding on that is it is the offense simpler how would you explain why there seems why why there seems to be a more of a level of comfort factor or understanding Uh or whatever it might be
2: um, I think, th- so what they did in spring, they, had, they threw a lot at us. And then when they came fall camp, they kind of understood where we were most comfortable with certain plays, certain formations, certain jets and stuff. So they narrowed it down to certain things. So now what they're doing, it's just pretty cool just to see the amount of different formations that we have, but the same play, we can run the same play, which is pretty cool just to see. I think last year it was kind of stagnant of, all right, we're in this formation, so we're going to run the certain play. Uh-huh. Uh, this year they've done a great job of putting us in positions. Uh, different positions to confuse the defense and have them be on their heels more and have us in the
0: forward motion. Is it more of, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to just throw this question out, is it more of tailoring the offense to the talent that's available? No, for sure. I think that's what it is. I think
2: that's a great way to put it. Again, like I said, in spring they threw a lot at us, and then in fall camp they definitely narrowed it down. And then week by week they're doing a great job of, okay, we're going to run these certain plays this week, um, and we pretty much run it the whole week, so mm-hmm. we'll run it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then go over it Friday, and then go over it Saturday again. So
0: they do a great job of helping us understand what plays are going to go through. You talk about that if you don't get, to, if you don't do what they want, they'll get somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's an increased level of competition at the receiver position.
2: Uh, I think it's uh, all around the board. I think that's why I think we did so well on Saturday. They've increased the level of competition amongst all the position groups, Coach Grimes. Uh, He requires um, a high level, I guess a high standard, and I think that's great and awesome for us to perform so we don't perform like we did last year in a sense, Mm -hmm. but to go
0: out like we did in Arizona, and then perhaps Cal maybe even do better and stuff. Yeah, sure. When you got to Arizona, you take the field. Mm -hmm. What was the level of confidence? I mean, I don't want to bring up last year and act like Uh it's a hangover, but how much did you have going into the game?
2: Um, I think... For me personally, my confidence level always stays, even keel in a sense, never get too high or too low. But I think as an offense, Coach Grimes just said, hey, you guys have done all the preparation. I mean, we prep, what was it, since the end of Hawaii for yeah. this beginning or last Saturday to begin again. Sure. So it was actually pretty cool just to see the amount of confidence everyone just had. So
0: it looked like you, moved, you were moving the ball fairly well offensively in the first half, but you only got you know, the one touchdown. Uh-huh. What, what was the mood going into halftime?
2: We were okay. Everyone said that we we're, we're totally fine. We we thought uh, we didn't look down in Arizona, but we knew that we could beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that we just needed to punch them in the mouth and they can execute on third down. There were some certain plays that we left out there on third downs that would have helped uh, continue the, the drives and stuff, but then in the second half, that's definitely what continued to happen.
0: Yeah, so then you get the ball uh-huh. starting the third quarter and you go right down the field. and that pretty much just clinch what you guys already thought you could do? Uh-huh. That definitely, I think... Yeah, pretty much what happened. So. And then, then at that point, it was on. Like, and we basically, we got this. Was that the feeling? Uh,
2: yeah, but I think we we already knew that from the start that we, we had it, just from the amount of uh, confidence that we had from the offseason, all the preparation that we put, and then going into that first half and knowing that it was our fault for us not scoring a yeah. certain amount of points that we wanted. We wanted to put up 40, 50 points, <laughs> but obviously we didn't. Uh, continue the drives that we needed to continue, and then ultimately punted, and then we came out and did what we did in the second
0: half. So then you come back here, everybody's patting you on the back, the fans were there, I was sure. down there, you know, you're getting all you know, all the c- congratulations. How do you keep it in perspective to know, hey, that's one game, but, you know, you got two, three, four, five, and all the way wow. up to 12? Well, Grimes did a great job on Monday telling
2: us that, you know, we're zero and zero. Um, it's hard because we felt like we did pretty good, uh, especially coming out of the season last year, but um, we're all focused on Cal, and we all know what we got to do that we got to do better in certain aspects and stuff. And Coach Grimes, again, because of that standard that the whole office of staff holds us at in our different position groups, I think we'll be
0: okay. I mean, I've heard throughout the community, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my guy. I was at the gym today. True story. Guy tells me his son midnight on sa- Saturday was calling to make sure he got his tickets for this Saturday because okay. he was to a degree surprised you guys won. Uh-huh. So with that in mind, expectations are going to be higher. Uh-huh. And you, I sh- I'm sure you guys are aware of that, but that has given you... Is that giving you a more hyphen sense of awareness that you're going to have to play better because people are going to expect it particularly Cal now huh no I think uh we definitely won't surprise Cal in a sense right but
2: we're all just worried about ourselves pretty much we've kept it uh, I guess a close circle in a sense and not worried about the outside noise and know that okay if each position group focus on focuses on what the staff told us that uh, yesterday on Monday or on Monday what we have to focus on and work on then I think we'll be
0: okay You being a California kid, Uh any little, I don't know if extra motivation is the right phrase, but a little nice playing Pac-12 teams? Uh, Yeah, I think it's pretty
2: cool. Me and my brother grew up big USC fans and stuff, so it's just cool just to play the various teams because we're independent.
1: play various teams that we play and get to play the Pac-12 schools that we saw growing up and stuff. There you go. Patrick Kinahan with Neil Pauu. thank you to PK for letting me use that sound. It was good to hear from Neil, and standard that the coaches have implemented at BYU has helped this offense take the next step. He was very good about not denigrating the past staff. Of course, Ty Detmer, a legend around BYU, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner. And I think Neil Pauu played that about as well as you could. He said that the offense has improved this year. And he said it credits the new coaching staff with implementing a higher standard. I felt like the coaching staff a year ago was maybe a little overwhelmed in terms of their responsibilities and be able to handle a losing season like BYU was enduring. And I think things just spiraled out of control. Honestly, that's my honest opinion. I think things just ended up spiraling out of control and there's nothing anybody could do about it. So thank you to PK for letting me catch letting me play that interview here on Locked on BYU. We'll be bringing you more content like that. Gonna have some more live guests from some of my friends in the media as well going forward. So that should be a lot of fun. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back. We'll talk about my prediction for this game, some big name visitors expected in terms of BYU recruiting this week at the Cal game. Local guys that have made a ma- major impression both locally and nationally expected to be in LES for that game tomorrow night. So we'll talk about that next. But real quick, the Locked On Podcast Network is expanding with college shows. New to the podcast network this week is Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Of course, they already have Locked On the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, the Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course the podcast you're listening to right now, Locked On BYU. Check out your new favorite college show on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Coming up next, my predictions and some big-time visitors expected to be on hand for Cal and BYU. That's next on Locked on BYU. Guys, football is almost here and that means it's fantasy football season and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place for you to be playing this season. FanDuel has something for everyone and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. It is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This contest will lock before week one, which is this weekend, so don't miss out on your chance and sign up now. Check out FanDuel, guys. I really enjoy the fantasy football aspect that they offer. You can have new teams each and every day, pick new players, and... It mixes things up where it makes it a lot more fun to play fantasy football. If you have a team that's in a season-long league that's not so much fun, FanDuel can be your answer to make things a little more exciting for yourself. To get in on their free $250,000 Survivor Contest, I need you to go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Plus, New users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn
0: you are locked on byu part of the locked on podcast network
1: welcome back this is locked on byu my name is jay catch i am your host here on the podcast thank you so much for taking the time to download us We are covering BYU for you each and every day. It's an absolute blast to be doing this podcast. I can't tell you guys how much fun I have doing it. Hopefully you guys have half as much fun listening to it, and please share it with your family and friends if you don't mind. All right, BYU and Cal tomorrow night. My prediction is coming, but there's a big opportunity for the Cougars tomorrow to make an impression on the recruiting front. A number of prospects are expected to be on hand when BYU takes on Cal tomorrow night. Some of them committed to BYU, others that are not, and some that were at one-time BYU commits but have since really blown up on the recruiting trail. Let's run down the list for you and explain who, who's expected to be on hand. This list comes courtesy of 24-7 Sports, Blair Angelo, fantastic rider. I'm not going to tell you guys how to spend your money, but, an, but a subscription to the 24-7 Sports Network worth every dime in my opinion I was a long time I was affiliated for quite a while with the 24-7 sports network and scout I think it's worth every dime but I would encourage you to check this out this comes from a free article that Angelo wrote about players who are expected to be on hand for big home games in the western United States of course BYU was part of this and there's quite the list that are expected to be on hand at LES tomorrow night so let's start off with the headliners here. USC commit Pukunakua, the star wide receiver out of Orem High School, expected to be on hand. He has been connected with BYU for a long time by virtue of his older brother, Kainakua. Pukunakua is a fantastic prospect. I expect him to end up at USC. I don't expect him to end up at BYU, but it's cool that he's taking the time to come out and check out Provo. I get that it's 10 minutes away from home for him, but it's still nice ni- a nice gesture for him to show up. A former BYU commit and four-star defensive tackle, Siake Apu-Ika, East High School star defensive lineman. Like I said, an early commit to BYU, but has since backed off that commitment, he has got offers from all over the country. Exciting to have him on hand for this game. Hopefully it makes an impression on him and maybe BYU gets back into the race a little bit for him. Another top prospect that BYU is definitely in the race for is Sky Ridge Center prospect Logan Sagapolo, one of the strongest offensive line prospects I have ever seen in my entire life. A great player who's got BYU among his top schools. This would be a big opportunity for BYU to show what that offensive line can do and where it might fit him into the picture. All right, so those are the three headliners, in my opinion. I think some other guys that are... One that you should keep an eye on Andrew Gentry he is a rising offensive line prospect he is the younger brother of BYU offensive line signee JT Gentry who is on a mission four star prospect I believe for Andrew Gentry also two other Orem High prospects who are rising stars in the recruiting world Noah Sewell formerly of Desert Hills High School, moved to Orem High School this year. He is a top linebacker slash running back prospect. And then his teammate and offensive lineman, Kingsley Suamataia, who has been in the mix with BYU since a very young age, I believe garnered an offer as an eighth grader, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's a sophomore now with Orem. Those two will be on hand. So those are the guys that are uncommitted that BYU will be entertaining at the game. But there's also a list of guys who are committed that are going to be at that game. Blake Freeland from Harriman High School, an athlete at 6 foot 8, could play anywhere from tight end to offensive tackle to defensive tackle, pending how his frame shakes out after a mission, etc. Lone Peak High School star Michael Daly had five sacks in a game in their season opener against Harriman earlier this season that I was on hand for. An absolutely stellar prospect. American Forks stud wide receiver Chase Roberts, who is off to a tear this season for the Cavemen, also expected to be at the game. Pineview defensive end slash linebacker Brooks Miley will be there, as well as Las Vegas product Dolan Misake who is a great prospect that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but is solid with BYU. Okay, you probably just heard all those names and said, well, why does it matter? Well, that's just a sampling of the type of talent that BYU could be in the mix for should they put together a season that shows that they're on the rebound and back to being what BYU has been for 40 years. Do I expect BYU to sign some of those top guys, most notably Nakua, Ika, uh, Noah Sewell, etc. No, I do not Not necessarily. It'd be great because, of course, talent wins game, games and you need talent to win. But I think that BYU can make an impression on these young men if they can go out and put on another good performance. So without further ado, here's my prediction for this game. I mentioned a week ago, I predicted that Arizona was going to win the game over BYU 27-21. Happy to be wrong. BYU wins at 28-23. I'm thinking a similar type of score line, not necessarily a high-scoring affair tomorrow night, but I am going to take the Cougars in this game. I'm predicting BYU wins this one, 30 to 23, a seven-point victory for the Cougars. Of course, covering the point spread, which is set at three currently, but I expect BYU to be two and zero after tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. Let me know what you think at Locked On BYU on Twitter or at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C Hatch. Happy to take your predictions and see who ends up closest. But I am taking BYU 30, Cal 23. Hopefully it plays out that way. It'd be good to see BYU win in dominant fashion. I know that the 28-23 a week ago doesn't show a dominant dominant performance in the scoreline, but I thought BYU really did take care of business against Arizona. I'm excited to see how it all plays out. It should be a lot of fun. I'll have a special recap episode for you with my initial impressions of the game after the game tomorrow night. It'll be a late one. Should be up early Sunday morning, I would suppose, considering that game is set for 8:15 on a Saturday night, but we'll have it for you all covered right here on Locked On BYU.